0: Hello folks, welcome to a special live edition of the drive in with me, XFL Jim, and my man Herman over here. Christian! What's up, dude?
1: Not too much. I am uh just living, living. Tomorrow is the uh the pale blue eye comes out tomorrow on Netflix, so I'm fucking hyped. Be ready, folks. Gonna watch that for my 15 minutes of fame, and uh I'm excited.
0: When you do that, because I'm going to be at work during the whole time, I'm going to watch it too, if not tomorrow, then this weekend for sure. Uh, we'll have to find where you're at, and we'll have to like do a deep dive dissection of that scene. Of <laughs> the Multiple scenes. We'll, ma- we'll make
1: sure that uh, it's totally overanalyzed and, and why I'm acting a certain way. It's, it's all super crazy method acting, so I hope everyone's, everyone's ready for it.
0: Everyone will be ready. Everyone must be ready because it's going to be big. Celebrate January sixth responsibly. Go see the go see the Pale Blue Eye.
1: Exactly. That's that's the that's I was so confused why they picked that date as a like a celebratory like this is when we're gonna.
0: I guess because it's a Friday.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. I think that's probably maybe it's a the marketing first Friday effect. of the new year. Yeah,
0: that's true. So. Yeah, I mean, when you
1: when you put it that way, then I'm I'm stupid then for even thinking that.
0: So we watch a lot of movies. We see a decent amount of films. This stream in particular is us discussing and talking about our most overrated and underrated films we saw this year. Not movies that necessarily came out in 2022, but movies that we saw this year.
1: Correct. I mean, we've seen a ton of movies this year, and uh, I just thought, you know, this would be cool. Originally started out at five, and then... I'm not mentally correct enough to do five. So I figured we'd come down four and uh, yeah, I think this is good. You know, give some <laughs> recommendations out there to the people, what to look out for, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like.
0: Making this list made me realize I didn't watch nearly enough movies in 2022, especially compared to the the previous couple years. That's going to be, that's a, that's a resolution of mine is I want to watch more movies this year. Way more.
1: I. I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough to find sometimes, you know, two hours in a given day, three hours in a given day. To, three and a half, they, you're watching Avatar, baby. That's right. If you're watching Avatar and contributing to the, the they need 2 billion. I think they're at 1.5 now. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a tall task, especially shows. That's I experience it more with shows where it's like, I don't quite have the time to binge something. And I feel like if you're not going to watch it all in a row, like some of the cohesive acts aspect, Mm. you know, your mind wanders. Like I haven't watched it in three fucking weeks, but. I just got done binging
0: something and I literally put everything else on the back burner. So it, it really, you, I really feel it when I get into something. It's the same way if I like find a book that I like where I get into a book, I do nothing but read the book until it's done. And then everything else just gets delayed.
1: Oh, yeah. It's the I have, I think, three books in there that are like maybe half halfway read. I haven't completed them. But uh, yeah, the, the binge watching, that's another aspect I understand, because it's like certain Sundays where you're just like absolutely fucking burnt out. Oh, it's like, yeah. I'm just going to fucking chill on the couch and just eat garbage food and just watch uh, so much of movies in succession. Like it's it's going to work great. You're
0: damn right so let's just jump into it Christian why don't you start us off uh should we should we flip-flop should we each do one overrated and then do an underrated
1: yeah I let's can do it that I, way I, yeah I think I think that I think that works
0: what was your fourth most overrated movie of the year
1: okay so that you saw so, that you saw so we're gonna do so you said we'll, we're gonna go from overrated to underrated
0: overrated underrated yeah so your number four overrated movie that you saw this year
1: okay So I don't, I don't, I don't have these ranked, but let me, let me think. Okay, I am gonna go with uh, one that was nominated for the Academy Award this past year with Dune. Uh,
0: I I see it, I see it, I liked it, but I, I understand.
1: I really, I really thought it was bloated. I thought it was like super drawn out and I, I didn't necessarily think there was like a ton of action actually going on. Like I thought as though it was like just one big fucking trailer for like the next, cause I think there is a sequel, right? So oh, like,
0: definitely, definitely like they,
1: and then they hyped up Zendaya who's excellent in the trailer. And then she had like little to no role at all. Um, Do you think cast?
0: Oh, great cat. Yeah. Do you think that you're, opinion of overrated for this movie stems from the marketing because I know she was all over that stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, I never,
0: I didn't Good read take, the Jenna. book.
1: I, I didn't read the book. Uh, yeah. Th- thank Thank you, Jenna. I probably will fall asleep during the first one as well. I mean, it's been a while since I watched the first one, but um, no, I, I don't know. I, sci-fi is tough for me. Sometimes sci-fi falls flat. I think maybe my movie style is just more like, realistic like things that actually happen in everyday life but like i am a huge fan of star wars for what it's worth um but like yeah i thought Dune was a bit bloated i didn't read the book which i heard is like an insane read it's like a billion pages um i heard the original dune sucked
0: oh the um david lynch the david lynch it it's not great i've seen that one not great it's actually comically bad at some points but his movie, they do, like, the whole series of Dune in one movie. Okay. So, it's instead of feeling, like, plotting and a little slow and feeling like a trailer, it feels very quick and very compacted, and I've, you feel like you lose yourself at points. It's also hilarious. Some of, the, like, the effects that they have to do, it's very Lynchian in some of the ways he pulls some stuff off. It's a very funny movie in my regard, in, in my opinion, but some of the actors are really good. And I too have never read the books, but could you imagine if they tried to squeeze the entire entire, like Harry Potter series into one movie? It, it
1: would be absolute insanity. It'd and be insanity. I could, I could give you a top 10 least favorite David. I'm not a fan of David Lynch's work to begin with. I, he's probably my most overrated director in all. Oh, uh, I, I, I haven't I get seen a racer head. Um
0: you I, like Mulholland uh, Drive?
1: I, I thought and Drive was fine. I guess without getting into it too deep, I just feel as though, um, I think a lot of Lynch's work is like, it's like dreamlike. And I feel like you can apply a lot of like uh, mistakes in the plot or like issues going on in the film to be like, oh, well, like, it's not supposed to make sense. Those type of things like never connect He's, with me when it's like well it's actually supposed to be bad or like it's a dream state so like it's not supposed to make any sense because it's like in a dream world and it's like bro like give me a fucking break um
0: sorry i was so i watched dune as well i didn't dislike it i was kind of i think dune for me is like a seven out of ten somewhere around those regards I liked it. I, I'm a big like. If even if movies don't have a ton of plot, I love watching these kinds of movies for the special and visual effects alone. Because I'm a I'm a big VFX buff. I. I try. was going to say.
1: I mean, I I agree. And uh, Dennis Villanueva, the director of Dune. I mean, he has some pretty good movies under his belt. He Dune, has, uh,
0: Blade Runner 20, uh, yeah. 2049, Arrival was fantastic. Those are just uh, those are just his sci-fi movies.
1: And, and I've heard I've heard Cicero or Cesario. Sicario. Really, really good. Sicario's really great. Good. And then he I did love Prison. prisoners, I love prisoners is awesome. I didn't like Enemy that much, but Enemy is like a cult classic. People. When did
0: Enemy come out?
1: Enemy came out in 2013.
0: So he did Prisoners and Enemy in the same year those came out.
1: That's actually pretty tough. Sicario
0: that's, in 2015, Arrival in 2016, and Blade Runner 2049 and 2017.
1: That's like a really fucking good stretch of movies.
0: That's honestly. such a good stretch of movies.
1: And they're I, all well-received. Well like yep. all of these movies, I'm looking at the ratings and like they're all really good.
0: I absolutely love Blade Runner. I love it. Love it so oh, much. Oh yeah, I
1: mean, that's just that's just Ryan Gosling. He, he's he got you in a
0: chokehold. He does. He, he really does. <laughs> Dune, I liked... I agree with you that the pacing was very – was an issue for me.
1: And pacing, pacing fucked it up.
0: Pacing was – both Dune movies have fucked up pacing for different reasons. So my number four is actually a classic movie for overrated.
1: Is this, is this, is this, okay, so you're going overrated and then
0: – Yeah, it. I'm going to do overrated and then we'll go, okay. we'll, we'll go to okay. your underrated. Okay. I watched The Godfather this year and oh. I thought it was a tad overrated. Oh, man. Just a tad. It was good. It was really good. Don't get me wrong.
1: It, it insists upon itself. Lois. It's not even that.
0: It's, again, similarly to what your issues were doing, I felt that The Godfather had some pacing issues.
1: The Godfather movies.
0: It seems to are- just jump from, like, there's good scenes, but it feels like it just jumps from good scene to good scene with not the strongest thread for everything, tying everything together.
1: I think, and this is someone I. The Godfathers are in my. Uh, oh yeah, RIP. Yeah, Jenny,
0: RIP. Sonny's death is very. It, it's very sad. And it's someone very dramatic, said, and I do like it.
1: Someone said if Sonny had, uh, if Sonny just had an easy pass, he would have been alive playing bocce today.
0: Just I as do an old Italian guy. That was another part that kind of took me out. Is the deaths themselves are very like over dramatic. I get it, and it's fine. Right. But the movie also tries to go for this gritty, realistic tone. And every time there's like a death, it just, it took me out.
1: I think that, in the, and I have the Godfathers in my top five films ever. Like I, I like the second one actually more
0: than the first. Second one. Um, I watched both of them. I did like the second one more.
1: Okay. I mean, so, sometimes, I mean, the subtitles are needed because there's a ton of Italian spoken where it's like without subtitles, it's a little bit maybe yeah. lost, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it plays out sort of like a, like a really good soap opera in a way. I felt yes. the same way with like Drive. I thought Drive had elements to it that sort of felt like a soap opera. So like what you're saying about maybe a disconnect with pacing or like jumping from good scene to good scene, it that might be like the soap opera aspect of it where it doesn't – maybe the flow doesn't match the type of movies that you like to flow. I,
0: I don't want this to come across as me not liking the movie because I very much did like the movie. But – like you said, you have it in your top five. I would not put it in my top 10.
1: That's fair. I think there are a lot of people, probably yourself included, that that preferred uh, Goodfellas to the Godfather. And I'm not yes. going to. Yes. And the Goodfellas has way more like funny moments. I, I, I totally understand, you know, no qualms, but
0: like. I'm trying to think now. You know, I might. No, I think I, it's either tied or the Godfather is either tied with or right above casino for me. And casinos, another I really, like you know, Casino, really, too.
1: really solid one. Um, really good, really good colors in that film, like the suits and love like, the, the
0: colors, love like, the color grading. Like, the in the that wardrobe movie. and shit was mm-hmm. really
1: good. Um, yeah, man, I just I love the first Godfather. I think it's a classic, um, but I understand people's uh, people's issues with it.
0: Yes, Jenna. Yes,
1: that's that's and that's like one of those great improvised lines. Like it. Another thing that's difficult sometimes is when you're criticizing or, or you have issues with a film is like they they're trying to do the book justice. So it's like if they're following the book properly or like say it's based on true events, there could be it, issues
0: with the book or. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it's tough to be like because that happens with me where I'll be like, oh, I, I don't I don't like this one film. And it's like, well, it's based on true events like they couldn't have made – like if I was like, oh, this guy should have died or like this guy should have – it's like, well, it's based on true events and like then that would make it historically inaccurate. So I think maybe with the history aspect as well as the book, there is some of that where like they can't really pigeonhole themselves. But I thought it was entertaining. Maybe that's not your issue. You don't have an issue.
0: No, it was entertaining. It was good. I just don't think it's like – as good as a lot of, like, people say this about Citizen Kane all the time, or like, a yep. lot of classic films get propped up because they're classics, and people, be- like, The Godfather obviously set the stage for a lot of gangster movies, and it's, it's huge, and it's very important. It's just not one of my top five, and everyone puts it in, like, their top three, top one, whatever. Right. And I think, uh, it's, I think it's good. I don't think it, I think it's even great at points. I don't think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen.
1: I... I totally understand. I sometimes that happens with with top films. I mean, 2001 is an example of like, I love 2001 A Space Odyssey, but like people have watched that and be like, ah oh, it was boring. I didn't really like it. And it's like, that's fine. That's totally fine. get it. Yeah, it's it is what it is. You know, I respect your I respect your opinion, Jim. I think that's a. That's a good place to start. And it's people only number aren't, four. People so are going to like
0: my people are are probably not going to like my top my 4 and my 3. Those are probably the most controversial that I have for overrated. Okay. What's your what's your number 4 underrated? So Oh, wait, before that. Casino or Goodfellas? I'm going to go Goodfellas every time, but I, I am do love Casino. So
1: I am also going to go Goodfellas just because I think they're both like sort of the same movie in a way. I just think Goodfellas has more memorable moments. Um with De Niro and yep. I don't know, Shinebox. I, I think good,
0: I would go Goodfellas as well.
1: Yeah, I, I would go Goodfellas. I think the better question for me would be Goodfellas or uh, whichever you prefer from The Town or The Departed. I, I like all three of those movies. Like
0: they're all really good. good.
1: I probably pick Goodfellas. I, yeah, three.
0: I was going to say I'd probably still but, put Goodfellas, but I do
1: prefer I do prefer The Town and. I do prefer the town of the departed to casino. I'll say that.
0: I don't know if I do. I might prefer okay. the town.
1: <sighs> Jeremy Renner and that was really, really good. He was really good.
0: I think I still put Casino above it. It's because I'm a fair. gambling addict.
1: That's oh yeah, yeah. Well, Are we all? Uh so like I said, I did not I did not rank. So off the top of my head, I'm looking at my four. What do I feel is the fourth most underrated movie that I've
0: seen this I year? I like that I'm putting you on the spot here, making you rank them. Yeah,
1: it's it's beautiful.
0: I am going to go
1: with, this is sort of a random movie, is uh, A River Runs Through It. Uh, this is a Robert Redford-directed film. Brad Pitt is in it. Um, it's, uh, I have the, the plot here. It's basically two brothers, um, and they live in, like, rural Montana. And, like, the one thing they do together is, like, fly fish. Um, and their dad's a minister. And then he eventually leaves the one brother Brad Pitt and he sort of does all these things with his life sort of shit stuff. And then he comes back home and his other brother is like an engineer or like he's a doctor. He's something really, really important. Um, and it's just a really interesting dynamic, like looking at two brothers, like any movie that's about siblings or like friends that are like very alike, but then also very, very different. Um, that just hits hard for me. I just, I just enjoy those kind of movies. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is just a really excellent film where like, if you wanted to watch this with like your mother or like, it's, it's very like, I don't know if it's rated. Yeah, it is rated PG, but like, it is such a, I don't know. It's one of those movies that like, it should have been on TV all the time. If that makes sense. Like you could just, you could just read the rewatch value and it's like, It's got that, like, uh, what are other movies that are in the same vein? Like, A Dead Poet Society, or like, uh, October Sky, which I Okay,
0: those kind of feel? Um,
1: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I I love Brad Pitt. Like, he's just, he's just the absolute best. I I love him. Um, Tom Skerritt is the dad in that. I don't know what the fuck else he's in, but I know that's a huge name. Um, uh, I'm not seeing much but I mean I would recommend it I really really great bad pit film and any movie about brothers like I said brothers siblings got it for me
0: I like that move
1: going my completely random
0: my number four underrated I saw a little horror movie this one did come out this year bodies 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 so it's got okay Pete Davidson in it it's got a relatively unknown cast other than Pete Davidson. It's got Lee Pace, which Lee Pace is great. It's it's kind of like a dumb, fun horror movie that people, the advertisements didn't really do it any good. It's a whodunit horror and like who's the killer, da-da-da-da-da, what happened, what caused in all this. Where like a party game turns into an actual murder fest, which we've seen before. It's a, it's a premise we've seen before, but the way they do it and the twist they have, the twist is what really makes the movie. And I'm not going to spoil it, of course, but it's just, it's a very fun, thoughtful, f- like current movie.
1: I didn't see much marketing for this film. I saw like a couple clips of like Pete Davidson, like saying funny things or like, uh, he's pretty but, good in it. Yeah. But like, I personally, um, I really like campy horror films. Like, I really like horror films that embrace that. Like, I don't know, they're college students or high school students, just like doing drugs, having sex, getting murdered, and like that's what I love about like Texas Chainsaw or like the two thousand eight version of a and like yeah, basically it's not
0: that it's not that big of a twist, but there is a twist at the end of the movie that just makes it turns it from like a generic sort of fun horror to like a very funny horror movie like it turns it to like very it makes it very funny
1: and honest to god if you wouldn't have said this I don't know the likelihood that I would have watched just because when I see comedy slash horror that's not like the best description for me typically going into it I would not
0: call it a comedy slash horror it is a horror movie and it is campy like you said exactly chase like a cinnamon twist sweetens it so it's a horror movie and it's very campy there are comedy elements in it but it doesn't turn into like a – the. it's basically once you get to the end, the whole thing becomes extremely funny.
1: Okay. There was that's, a, uh, that's as
0: much as I can give.
1: Did you ever see Cabin in the Woods? I did. Love that movie. Cabin in the Woods comes to mind of like a movie that was like kind of funny. Like I guess I'd put that in like the horror comedy realm. Like it randomly ended up being like really solid. Unless this isn't the movie I'm talking about
0: here. No, Cabin in the Woods. Is oh, that it is. is, a, it is. Yeah, yeah. Chase is Chase saying the Banana Splits. Uh, it. We saw that last when Chase came to visit. We watched Banana Splits. I don't know if you've heard of Banana Splits. Never. It's a, so it's in the vein of like when Five Nights at Freddy's got really big. It's uh, okay. animatronics come to life and uh, murder everybody. It's very gory, very campy not taking itself seriously whatsoever as a horror movie, but extremely good kills. Very gory, very bloody, very fun.
1: I mean, I'm going to have to check this out, I think. And it's short too. What's not to love about a 90 minute movie. Yeah. Man's splits
0: also recommend bodies, bodies, bodies recommend fully. Very good. And that's, that's my number four underrated movie of the year. I,
1: I stand by it. I'm, I'm adding it now to my
0: iPhone notes.
1: I am, I'm ready. I I bought my body 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 is ready to watch this movie. Absolutely, it. it was terrible. But uh, okay, so now I'm jumping back to overrated. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess I'll jump into this one. This is probably going to be maybe more. Oh, this might this might be a hated pick. Is uh, I'm gonna say Glass Onion was pretty. Uh, overrated. Oh, um, man i i adore knives out i think rian johnson is like an excellent director last jedi is my favorite of the um of the, of the three the new, new Star ones Wars trilogy um i think force awakens is probably like the obvious pick for like the best but my favorite of that was rian johnson's last jedi um and yeah i really like knives out i'm a sucker for Who Done It. you know you're also a fan of those love it um I, I just sort of just didn't, I just didn't, it never, it it, it never really caught on with me. Um, the storyline once, I don't know if this is giving it away, but there is a twin. And uh, I think once that was revealed, that there is this, this twin, it just sort of like, I don't know. It, it just sort of followed the girl a lot. And I didn't really care about the girl that much. Um, I kind I like, I like what the movie represents though. If this, if this is going to become like one of those, like, very long, like, Fast and Furious-like, where it's like, we're going to get, like, ten of these. It's like, yeah, because... I, I love think the world. Yeah, I think this is a really excellent, like, holiday. Like, I saw a tweet where it's like, if they could push this out, like, once a year, and you could watch it, like, every Thanksgiving or, like, every every Christmas. Chase yes. said
0: this, yeah. Ch- Chase, Chase said this, and I this is one of the biggest disagreements he and me have. I will watch every movie... That has Daniel Craig doing a southern accent. I'm three for three and they've all I've loved them all. I liked Glass Onion. I, I I put knives out above it. For me, like similar to you, my issue with Glass Onion is that they followed just it felt more like it was one person while in Knives Out, it felt like you were getting involved with everybody. Like, I felt like these, like, obviously Glass Onion had very good characters and, like, the like all the cast was great and fun. But I wish they would have been more sort of involved.
1: Yeah, I think what's the uh, what's the point of doing, like, an ensemble cast if you're not going to, like, absolutely really shell out the, you know, divvy out the stuff? Which, in the first one, I agree, that's precisely what happened in Glass Onion- the first, The
0: twist in the first one was better.
1: Oh, absolutely. And honest to God, not to be holier now, but like the person who ends up being who done it, like I, I predicted that as well as my girlfriend as we were watching it, just because it seemed like a logical choice it was, from the beginning. It, it just yeah. sort of seemed like, yeah, probably. Um, I will say I
0: did like I did like the game. I'm not going to say any more than that. Like hit, that was Dale Craig, again, was amazing.
1: Michael Shannon being Chase's favorite actor is I see interesting. it. I really liked him in uh, – I mean, obviously, 8 Mile. The movie that he was in um, – what was it? I liked it Take- in Man of Steel, even. Man of Steel, he was good. Shape of Water, very random. But uh, the movie Take Shelter with him was like a really weird movie. If you've never seen that, I would check that out. It was – it's critically acclaimed, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like unlike anything I've ever seen.
0: Okay. But, um
1: What's the other movie that he's in, Michael Shannon? Um, uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead with Philip Seymour Hoffman and Ethan Hawke. That movie is fucking excellent. Okay. Um, but Glass Onion, you know, like I said, I like I like what it represents. I, I, I'm i sure we're going to get like a third one. I mean, I like Dave Batista in it. I grew up watching WWF, so like having him in it, he's always excellent. He's excellent. In I thought all
0: the actors that. did a good job.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I like good. the movie. That, fabulous job um this is, yeah i mean 69 mega i really need love bad
0: yeah i saw that i blocked that per i love i love it when we get bots in live stream it means we're actually getting some viewers my well actually yeah it's my my overrated film again oh chase has a nice little fun fact director of take shelters from little rock wow brothers okay. the lead singer of lucero
1: there has to be a connection there. Chase is always going for the, the hometown hero guys. I think there's got to be the Arkansas connection to, to Michael.
0: Again, I feel like people are going to be contentious with my number three <laughs> Overeem movie because it's another classic. And again, it was a good movie. Want to get this through people's head. It was a good movie. I just don't think it was as good as a lot of people say. It was the first Hellraiser. Okay. It was It was slow. Holders. The fact that they dub over all the lines, every actor's lines are dubbed over, which is insane. That's crazy. And some, like, some of the actors are just not good. I'm just going to say it. Some of the actors are just not good. Special effects, mind-blowing. When that body is being like created out of the floor, love that. Some of the best special effects I've ever seen. The pacing is again. It's the pacing. It's very slow, very slow, and the acting is just not there. You know, I love Ron Perlman. He's
1: he's excellent on Twitter. Like he is excellent as Hellraiser. Like Ron Perlman is is really, really no 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 cool. Hellraiser oh, the horror movie. Yeah, you're not talking about Hellboy. You're not talking about no I'm no no. So stupid. I yeah, always yeah. fucking mix these. up. I know you, Yeah yeah. You're talking about the pin and pins and needles, the pins yes, and need, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have legit not seen that movie. I have not seen. Okay, I've not seen. That okay, movie. but every line being dubbed is is kind of so stupid.
0: It's very dumb. It's very dumb that every line, every line, all the actors are Ooh. dubbed. It does seem to be a
1: cult classic. It comes it's around good, a
0: it, lot. It is good. It is a good movie. I haven't seen the remake because they just had a remake that came out this year. Okay, haven't. Have you seen that? So I haven't seen the remake. Like the uh, the original one, it's a good movie. I like Hellraiser 1, I like Hellraiser 2, but it's just overrated. It's not... People list it as like one of the best horror movies of all time. No. No.
1: How many times am I going to mix up Nice Guys and the Other Guys, and then Hellboy and Hellraiser? Probably every
0: time we talk about them. Yeah. I also want to just say Clive Barker is awesome. He was writing yeah. this – he wrote the book that this movie is based off of. He wrote the movie, yeah. directed the movie, and then he was writing another book all at the same time.
1: It's crazy what happens when you just fucking – you go inside your consciousness and you just you just drop it. You just drop it
0: everywhere. It's... I didn't know this, Jenna. With the fun fact, the Extreme Ghostbusters cartoon created three ghost bad guys based on the Hellraiser characters. Wow.
1: They, I mean, Ghostbuster cartoon – as well as Ghostbusters, Bill Murray. A lot of stuff coming out about Bill Murray not being that good of a guy, but ah, whatever. He's Bill Murray. He's Bill fucking Murray. Like,
0: right? Favorite you're... Bill Murray movie? Ooh, ooh. It's probably Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. That same. Yeah, Caddyshack's good too. Uh... I don't. So Caddyshack, I don't know if I consider that a Bill Murray movie. Yeah, I love him in it. He's fantastic in it. Yeah.
1: Is that that's more of a Chevy Chase movie? Maybe.
0: I would yeah, I'd call that more of a Chevy Chase yeah. movie.
1: Okay.
0: Or I have seen what's he, oh, that movie he's in with ScarJo because I haven't seen that one.
1: Or more of a Rodney Dangerfield movie because Rodney Dangerfield just takes over oh, anything he, he's in. Anything he's
0: in, he, it's a Rodney Dangerfield
1: movie. He's, that's that's like a good measure of like someone's taste if like one if they know who Rodney Dangerfield is because now younger kids, I mean, it's a toss up. But like he's just like his one liners are just always so fucking good. Um, I don't know which one you're talking about, the other Bill Murray one you're talking um, it's not lost in translation.
0: There you
1: go. Is lost in translation?
0: It is lost in translation. Sophia Coppola directed, yep. yeah. Yep.
1: Bad bad actress, Sophia Coppola. The baby bad.
0: in the first Godfather. Yeah, bad actually, actress, really good director.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you see, if you've if you've not seen the Godfather 3, she's nope. terrible. Not gonna bad see it, actress. not
0: gonna watch it. Oh come on, you gotta watch it. You gotta Not watch gonna it. watch it. Ah. Anyway. I was talking about this with a friend. Sometimes like shows especially, but sometimes movies. I feel like Godfather 2 is a good way to end it. Like I don't need I don't need a third.
1: You know, that's that's totally fair. And I do probably, it with shows all the
0: time. Where it's just like I get, point, I get to a point I get to a point like, hey, this is fine. I'm good with this sort of ending. I don't need more. Uh, if the season's good, good. I'm not gonna watch it. It ends where I want it to end.
1: That is where a lot of people are with Death Note, which like I absolutely love. That's my favorite anime ever. There's just love it certain a certain point in Death Note where I think it's episode 25 where like a lot of people quit out, and it's like if you want to do that, then like that's fine. Go ahead, do it.
0: Yep, I totally yeah. get that.
1: Um, so yeah, understand it, understand it. Um, so we're. Back to me for an underrated.
0: Appreciate that, Brendan, by the way, he said unreal perspective by me. So,
1: Oh, I love it. Love Brendan coming
0: in. Number three, underrated for you.
1: Number three, underrated for me. I'm going to have to go with, uh, the new Jonah Hill documentary called Stutz. Um, this was really, really fucking good. Um, it's about his therapist it's basically him interviewing his therapist and uh, he's sort of at, he's he's trying to get him to relay the tools that helped Jonah in his life sort of recover from the fat phobia stuff it's it's very clear like that really fucked up Jonah Hill like and it, it sucks looking back just how often like if you look at past interviews it's just like dude he was just like a fat he was just like the fat like point last he was the
0: fat guy yeah ever said super bad is what really,
1: he was just the fat guy. Right. Right. And there's interviews where he does snap or they'll, they'll like make a joke or something or, and he'll be like, just so dead ass straight faced. Um, but it's, uh, his therapist also has Parkinson's and he's really old. So like, you got like the old sage wise man aspect to it. But, uh, you know, I don't like to throw this around, but it is sort of unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, it's just really weird seeing like a live therapy session almost between, and it's written and directed by Jonah Hill. Um, Jonah Hill talks about the loss of his brother. Um, it's just a really, really like I, I felt like I just left a therapy session watching it. Like it gives you a lot of really great tools to like take with you. It's like a Sunday school thing, but for film it's, it's just really, really excellent. Um, 90% of it's in black and white. But hmm. it just came out. It's available on Netflix. What's it called and, again? Uh, Stutz, S-T-U-T-Z. And um, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. And like there's a lot of ball busting. Like there's a lot of just like swear words and like they're both really foul mouthed. And like it's – and Jonah Hill just seems like he's totally transformed his life. Like he's become super cool like the surfer dude. He's, he's the, the hipster ball. now. Yeah, he's at the blonde slick back hair. Like he just seems like he's at a much, much better place. And uh, you know, good for Jonah. I I, I was really, really, really recommend this one. Very I can't I don't know if I can say underrated because it's highly thought of, but not many people. I had never of it. heard of it, so yeah, yeah. Directed and written by Jonah Hill, and you basically have two people in it, Jonah Hill and Stutz, and then Jonah Hill's mom comes in. But um, yeah, it's it's intense. It is in fucking tense. Jonah Hill sister can get it. Yeah. That is. Yeah.
0: yeah that's yes, she can. Also, uh, chase did bring this up. This place rules produced by Jonah Hill to stay on topic. So have you heard of, um, channel five news or all gas, no breaks.
1: I would maybe have to see it to know. So off name,
0: no. I'll show you afterwards. This guy, Andrew Callaghan, he, he does these like documentary series. He just came out with a film on HBO. It just released like last week um, called This Place Rules, where it's him. So he'll go to like big events, he'll go to like uh, conservative marches, Democrat marches, riot places, stuff like that, and just interviews people. And so this movie's kind of his take where he saw January 6 unfold as it was approaching during 2020.
1: This is the long haired. Yes, is the yes, guy. yes, yes. Okay, yes. I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this is okay. I, I just I keep
0: saw. Eating. I just saw it like this Sunday. It's fantastic. Okay, okay. I've heard a
1: lot of really. I, I feel like I've seen so much coverage of this, like on TikTok and stuff, but I never it's put that together all over TikTok. Like, oh, this is that. Yeah, he seems it's to be really. A really good. He seems to be a really funny guy and intellectual. I, I like whenever it's like thought provoking stuff, and like it seems like he's he's got that on lock.
0: I love it. My number three underrated movie. And maybe just, maybe just cause I feel I didn't get enough praise when it came out or for the rest of the year. I really, really liked Nope. Jordan Peele's Nope quite liked it. Thought it was really good. Very entertaining. Maybe, like, maybe people expected a horror movie and I don't think it was that, but I was thoroughly entertained and I, I want to see it again.
1: I, I think, I think, another rewatch of nope could do a body good i i love seeing it in theaters i yes i I did see it in theaters too i admire um i admire jordan peele as a director i think he's excellent um yeah there were a lot of people that you know didn't seem to care for it all that much i mean i i loved it i thought it was really really good um the hollywood symbolism and like the spectacle stuff like i think it had a lot to say jordan peele's like I don't know. He's like very Kubrickian with like his Easter eggs. And like, I like that about him that like, I guess one thing I've always said about the mark of a good movie is like on paper, like just on the surface, it's like, yeah, that's good. And then as you peel back the layers, it's like, Oh shit. I didn't even I didn't even know that like the fruit loops and get out when there was no milk and it was like would separate the white from it's it's like there's so many little things where and actually I think Jordan Peele said that wasn't a thing. But there are so many things riddled in his films that are like that's really good, that's really good, that's really good. So
0: Exactly. What the I there's plenty of good movies, but to me a great movie gets better every time you watch it. I agree. And nope. I mean I pro- uh,
1: nope and us. I like. I actually like. no I- Get out is my least favorite of the three. Actually,
0: I like interesting. us and nope better. Yeah, I think I put nope, get out, and then us. But they're all really close. People seem to think us is the worst. I don't know. I like. I, us. I, I, I like all three. I like all the three. Creepy. There were the bunny rabbits. Like, I thought the last like maybe quarter of the movie was kind of dumb, but it was good. Yeah, it was. Really that good. is fair back
1: to overrated. And yeah, Heat, I have yet to see Heat. Um, I love Heat. Heat's great. A, I mean, that's a 3-hour movie, so I know that I have to like strap in, but like De Niro and Pacino, Pacino like it's it's uh it's a must-watch that I need to see. So that's that's up there. So now I am going to Overrated.
0: Number 2.
1: I am going to go with yet another uh 2021 in in the best picture category with uh nightmare alley uh you talked to me about this one yeah let me just run down the list here of like best picture so for this this, i mean belf belf coda one which was like a, a deaf thing which is cool i didn't see it i'm just gonna be like it was about a deaf thing and that's cool but um belfast don't look up which, like, don't look up at times, felt like a bad SNL skit. Some of it was fine, but, like, I didn't think it should have been nominated. Dune, which, like, bleh. King Richard thought that was solid. Will Smith, Licorice Pizza, excellent. Paul Thomas Anderson is excellent. Oh, love me some PTA. Yeah, he's so fucking good. Um West Side Story, which was fine, that was really solid. I've never seen the original, but Ansel Angort was really good in that. The Power of the Dog, which was like the leading run, uh, front runner for winning Best Picture up until the last minute with Coda, but Power of the Dog was overrated. And then I get to Nightmare Alley. Uh, I I'm a fan of noir films. I Same. you know I spe- as you know that's sort of the the genre I identify with the most of like the older black and white films are like the older films from the forties and fifties and such. Like those are ones that I can throw on and watch seamlessly. And this is in that category. And um, I don't know. It just sort of fell flat. I thought, I thought it was one of those movies where the ending, the ending couldn't hold it up. It couldn't hold the weight of the movie. Like, like it, it was good when it got to that point but I thought it took forever to get there. Um, And Guillermo del Toro, I mean, his movies, I don't really, there's not a ton of them that I really jive with. Like I, I didn't, I mean, Shape of Water might be one of the worst Academy award winning films for best picture ever. Like that movie was weird. I mean, I think that was the
0: only year that I saw every best picture nominee.
1: I mean, and, 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 I mean, I, sh- that year, the amount of movies in that category that should have won that didn't is like absolutely fucking mind boggling. It was like what Dunkirk was there. Call me by your name was there. Lady bird. Um, there's moonlight. Yeah. Moonlight. No, wait, no that was the year before that was the
0: year before. All right, okay.
1: Moonlight and La La Land. Great movies, by the way, I just saw La La Land for the first time, but, um, Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Guillermo del Toro's directing style. Pacific Rim was fine. I never saw Pan's Labyrinth, which I heard is excellent. I like Um, Hellboy. Hellboy, yeah, as I said, Ron Perlman, solid. Um, But yeah, Nightmare Alley, I guess I would just say, like, really good cast. I love and adore Cate Blanchett. Um, Willem Dafoe, excellent. Richard Jenkins, excellent. Um, and Toni Collette, I mean, she turns an incredible performance in Hereditary and she's a good actress, but I just, uh, I'd rather just watch an older noir film than, uh, than watch this. I feel like this is a strong disagree from you, but I, am ready. No, no.
0: I I haven't seen Nightmare Alley, so I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I thought Shape of Water was fine. I thought it was like good, but I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was better than a lot of those movies. Oh yeah. I mean,
1: and we're forgetting the other ones, it's just like, dude, how did you how did you whiff that hard and and not nominate the other ones? But Guillermo del Toro, it's a fine movie, Nightmare Alley. Eh, I'd say eh, eh.
0: most of his movies. I don't know if I like the movies themselves, but I definitely love his style and vibe.
1: Yeah, I mean, the very if least. I were to just if I were to just take Nightmare Alley, which is a noir, Shape of Water, which is fish fucking, Pacific Rim.
0: And Robot then, fucking,
1: and then something like Pan's Labyrinth or Hellboy. I mean, that's pretty diverse. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot going on here in the discography. Like, I good for him. I mean, diverse of guy. I just I'm not. And he did. And he did the the new Pinocchio, which I, I heard seen. is amazing. Um, so yeah, out on Nightmare Alley. I hope this year's list of Academy Award Best Picture is better than last year because pretty overwhelming other than i mean king richard was solid i liked um i like west side story all and liquor's pizza just i didn't
0: see driving my car so i didn't see that yeah i did
1: not see that either i heard that was excellent but uh i'll watch liquor's pizza over and over again i thought that was so good
0: okay i still i still haven't checked that one out. i need to watch it very good my number two it might not be overrated for like people think that it's good but it's based on the marketing and how big it was everywhere it's that movie smile That came out where people just like around you start to do this weird smile thing and then kill themselves. It's just a very bland, dumb, by the books horror movie that takes itself way too seriously for that kind of premise. And it's not even so good that it's bad. It's just bad. It sounded.
1: It sounds like, and I've obviously. I mean, the marketing for this movie was insane. I mean, they had the girls behind, like they were front row at like the Dodgers game. Yeah, the
0: World like, Series was nuts, or whatever
1: it was. Yeah, so it's like, um, it kind of sounds like it's just like a poor man's The Happening, like
0: ah, uh, it's. So, did you ever see Truth or Dare when it came out? A few I years did ago? not. So it's kind of like it's not as big of a scale. It's more like oh, one person smiles and then it's sort of like uh, it follows in that regard where it's just one-on-one and then it, it like dominoes to I, one I, person.
1: Sorry. This, the chase comment about my nephew hyped up West side story. And I was like, I guess it's a wrap for you in sports, huh?
0: Yeah. yeah. I guess
1: at that point, if he's, if he's into West side story, it's like, yeah, That's you it. know, tight, tight end. You might not actually be on the football field. Actually.
0: Not a, not fullback material.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean that's fair. I, I I heard you know up and down things about the truth or dare one. Um, I could see smile being overrated. I definitely I think it has the makings of that. Where like you can all o- you can over market as much as you want, and like it's it's a unique marketing strategy with like the creepy smiling and all that. But like I don't know. It didn't. I- it didn't. Provoke me enough to see it the trailer looked really good honestly it did
0: the trailer looked good and i thought at the very least with that kind of premise and the way they were like all the trailers and everything i thought at the very least it would be funny if it was bad and it was not it was very boring and bland and the worst thing a horror can movie the worst thing a horror movie could be is boring
1: i agree i either i need to be scared or it has to be like campy and like fun. It can or, be like one of those two. It
0: can be a really bad horror movie, but if it's so bad that I'm laughing and it's I'm having a good time, then we're fine. Jason X. Jason X, perfect example. Go check it out. That, that was
1: out. even a bad movie though.
0: I is that's a bad movie.
1: Is bad it had it had realistically like one of the cooler special effects.
0: It did of
1: the early two thousands with the with the cold the face thing and then smash. That was like
0: that was amazing.
1: That was really good. That was really good. good. But yeah, I mean, I don't plan on seeing this anytime soon. Don't honestly, I don't really watch horror films like new horror films that much, just because I think it's such a crapshoot, like. If there's one thing Netflix does extremely well, it's, like, churn out, like, three out of ten uh, horror films. Or, like, it's, like, anytime it's just, like, suggested, like, Netflix original or Amazon Prime original, all these originals, it's, like, they all fucking suck. Um, and they're usually not even funny. Right. Yeah, yeah, No, they're they're just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. They're, a lot of the times they're too bright in that fucking yeah. game.
0: I'm with you. I need someone to like curate the horror movies for me that I'll, I'll, I have this guy whose opinions I like, and I know if they're, if it's a bad movie and it's funny, they'll say it. Or if it's just a good movie, they'll say it. And I usually line up fairly well when it comes to horror movies. So there we go. Oh, Brennan, anyone else staying up till midnight for the pale blue eyes?
1: I I am super duper excited. Okay, so this is actually this is actually Truman Show level, like what we're seeing right here. So Brendan asking about the, the the Pale Blue Eye, Chase just says the last horror movie he watched was Antlers. That is incorrect. Antlers is actually Scott Cooper, and Scott Cooper directed the Pale Blue Eye. And the next movie on my list, as I am at uh, second underrated, yes, is Out of the Furnace which is a Scott Cooper film, which I think is so weird that that was back to back pale blue eye antlers. And then now my pick is another Scott Cooper movie.
0: We're talking about uh, dominoes here. People Talking about dominoes
1: here. Talking about Truman show level shit out of the furnace was fucking excellent. I can't, I'm just seeing this now 53% of Rotten Tomatoes. Tragic. Um, Christian Bale and Scott Cooper have done um, three movies together. So they have like really great chemistry Um, which I'm hoping, you know, also happens in the pale blue eye. Um, Out of the Furnace takes place in Western PA, which is like my roots. So it shows like Swiss Vale and Braddock. Shout out to uh, John Fetterman. It's like, it's just a really, really good show of like gritty. It's supposed to be like Rust Belt. Um, You're like, Christian Bale is like the good brother who like is trying to uh, I don't know, just stay out of trouble. His brother is Casey Affleck, who is really good. Um, and he ends up getting mixed up in, like, this West Virginia, um, like, fight ring. Like, these people that, like, get the shit, like, beat out of them. Woody Harrelson. Amazing in this. He, his name is uh, Harlan DeGroat. I love the he name. Is like He's, like, the ultimate... Hoopy, west virginia batshit crazy meth shooting like have you seen sling blade yes he's like Doyle. he's like doyle like the pe- biggest piece of shit you could possibly imagine um and willem defoe is in this i mean it's it's a really really um it's a really good film once again you're seeing a theme here with movies i like about maybe brothers one that goes this way, one that goes the other. I vouch for the Godfathers. I mean, you got Fredo over here, Michael over here. Yep. It's like uh, there's something about it, um, interpersonal relationships like that. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I really recommend Out of the Furnace. Um, you get a really good cat and mouse between uh, Christian Bale and Woody Harrelson. Um, and Casey Affleck, I mean, he's excellent. He gets he's not shit. in a
0: ton. He's not in a ton of movies, but when he's in them, he, they're right. good.
1: Right. I mean, the scene, the scene with the, the police station in Manchester by the sea, like that was like insane. Um, and obviously his minor part in, in Good Will Hunting was good, but um, yeah, I would say this is definitely a movie that deserves to be called underrated simply because looking at the Rotten Tomatoes score um, and I'm seeing it was produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. I did not know that. Um, huh. But yeah, I mean, this is easily my favorite Scott Cooper film. I have not seen Antlers. I have not seen. Um, or I I have seen Black Mass, but I kind of thought it was junk. Um,
0: you saw Black Mass, Jim? Which one was that one?
1: Uh, that was Johnny Depp as like a mob boss.
0: Oh, it's John Gotti?
1: Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, no, Whitey Bulger, Whitey Bulger.
0: Whitey Bulger. Like this? I yeah. It was, he was Whitey Bulger. I thought it was. Eh, That's all right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I watched that and I was like, oh shit, The Pale Blue Eye is going to suck. Like, but this gives me hope now that The Pale Blue Eye will indeed exceed expectations. So that is my... We'll, have my have, we should,
0: we should, we'll post a review of it for sure. We'll,
1: we'll absolutely do a review of The Pale Blue Eye. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to stay up tonight. I'm probably just going to get good sleep. Tomorrow I'll watch it early and I'll do timestamps you, when you can see me. I'm going to have to detail. We'll do a after.
0: review and deep dive on every part that you're yeah. in.
1: Yeah. I'll have to wear like sunglasses and be in like a director's chair and be like, like, you know, what I was thinking in this particular scene, this one second <laughs> clip of me drinking water, this is what, you know, what, what what was going through my mind. That's, that's the one thing that I expect. If I'm in it just once, there is a scene where it's like a mess hall scene where you were telling us um, about this. Yeah, there's a mess hall scene where you're drink where everyone's drinking water and eating food. And Harry Melling, who plays Edgar Allan Poe, is directly across from me and I am just drinking my water. And the director came up and was like, I just want to let you know you're like in the direct line of vision. Like drink drink the water, you know, be good. So I'm hoping that's like the big break, but excited. We'll see. Excited.
0: My number Jim, two you, underrated off. movie. And maybe this is, this is this is a recency bias and B, I was high as fuck when I watched it. It's Moonfall. I have not heard of this Moonfall. So Moonfall is a Netflix movie. No, was it on Netflix? It was HBO Max. Oh, it
1: has this guy in it who's in everything. Yes, he,
0: yes, yes. He's in a bunch of like B grade horror movies. This is also yeah. a B grade movie. The plot of this movie is that the moon gets knocked out of orbit and is slowly falling down to earth. Okay. It has some of the dumbest chase scenes I've ever seen in a movie. The plot is nonsensical and everyone's taking it very seriously. And I am laughing my ass off the whole time at how ridiculous everything is. So you, so you, you enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. The effects were good. They were fairly good. Uh, The acting's fine. The plot is nonsensical, and it is just a very—I w- thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Both my my one and two underrated movies, I was high as shit watching both of them. That's just spoiler alert.
1: Also love The Departed Chase. Excellent, excellent movie. And agree on Whitey Bulger. Agree that they overdo that. It seems like the—when you look at the— the tomato meter at a 36%, but the audience scored a 70%. So it seems like while critics did not like this movie, audiences did like this movie. It's because audiences um, were
0: getting high as shit when they watched it, probably. I, this, this is like a perfect, dumb, get drunk movie. And I, I, I pick one of those a year, where it's the perfect, get blasted drunk, get high as shit, hang out with your friends, put this movie on, you will laugh your ass off.
1: Poo-Tang also really, really solid. Poo-Tang
0: again. all time.
1: Um... I had something else that I was going to add. Oh, movies some y- you either fall into one or two camps when a movie like takes itself really serious. It's either like this is fucking like pretentious and shit. but like then it can be a situation like this where like it's taking itself very serious, but it's like actually hilarious that it's that it's doing so.
0: Yes. Very much so. Christian, uh, your number one overrated movie. Overrated. Should I Should I?
1: Should I just go underrated again? Just so we have back to back overrated. I feel like the overrated might be the best.
0: Uh, we are well. we you and me are going overrated back to back, and then underrated. That is true.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm just I'm thinking opposite. Okay, so my number one, which realistically I could have switched the order of these around. I could have picked a river runs through it, Stutz, or out of the furnace. Uh, the number one most underrated film I no, watched. No, overrated. Overrated. Oh, so I'm doing overrated right now.
0: We're both gonna do overrated.
1: Okay. And don't spoil and then, the people on the
0: yes. That we, we, we finish with we finish with the the little sweet sprinkle of a uh, frost. I am so top.
1: slow. I am literally so Jimmy Vollmer. I'm so sorry, guys. The most overrated film I watched this year was Harry Potter, The Philosopher's Stone. This it's the first Harry Potter film. Um i have not read the books and let me just say that i think what happens with certain film trilogies or films in general are you have the childhood nostalgia that comes with it i think another trilogy or or set of films based on books that i just recently watched um, was lord of the rings which while it didn't make my overrated list it didn't quite resonate with me as much as the general populace. And the reason I think that is, is because I did not watch them as a kid, nor did I read the books. So I think when you completely take out the book factor, I did not read the Harry Potters in elementary school. They were like so large. And I was reading the thin Sesame Street books. They were like, you get extra points if you read the Harry Potter books and you get extra money at the book fair. And I was like, I can't fucking read. Like I can't do it um jenna's gonna come after you because lord of the rings is her favorite movie yeah well here's the thing i i like the lord of the rings though i think sam is like really good i love rudy i love uh i cannot believe i'm forgetting the actor's name sean astin yes and then in 51st dates with the legendary the mesh nipple showing it's he's excellent um but I feel like I've I've stated my claim enough with without even describing the movie itself. But the thing about me as well is I don't like things that are like about kids. Like I, I'd much rather just watch adults doing adult things. Like there are movies about kids. Don't get me wrong. Like um, the uh, Stand by Me. That's a really good yeah. movie. Um, but. Typically, like, like, I'm not the biggest fan of, like, Stranger Things. There's just something about children where I'm, like, I'm just not invested in watching, like, 10-year-olds on Did you screen. like it? I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, I see, my thing is, I think I'll like the later Harry Potter films more. Like, I'm not, I'm gonna still watch them, um, cause I think Voldemort looks sick. Like, I think that looks like a sick character, um... <laughs> I just don't want to watch kids really. That's what it comes down to. So I wasn't really captivating for me. Um, it didn't have the nostalgia fe- effect of childhood. I didn't read the books, um, but I am hoping when I get to the newer ones where they are adults and Hermione or the, the two redheads, they fuck or something. I'm really excited to get to that point.
0: I will say the nostalgia factor is big. I'm with you on the first, I'd say the first two Harry Potters are vastly overrated. Um, I
1: would not surprise me at all. If the second one is also just, it's
0: the same director. So it's the same style. Cause uh, these movies, just like Harry Potter and a lot of these movies, they switch directors so much that you get to see a different style for a couple movies. So the first two are one director, I think three is another director. Four is probably my favorite of the whole series. And which one, what's four called? The goblet of fire.
1: The goblet of fire. Okay, I feel Five, like I've goblet of fire, the Alcatraz or Alkazam. One. So that's three.
0: The Prisoner of Azkaban is three. I was a big Harry Potter kid, so I've seen. I saw all those movies. I watched. I read all the books. I like them. Sim- you're hundred percent right. That if you didn't watch them as a kid, you if you're not putting your nostalgia goggles on, they are objectively not great movies.
1: Someone said that about Remember the Titans recently. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're like, remember the Titan sucks. They're like, it's, it's a feel-good, your... awesome movie. Uh, Herman Boone, I gotta I gotta rep my guy, but uh I'm glad that you can understand where I'm coming from on this. Cause I I hate to poo-poo like large franchises like Harry Potter. I just
0: I also The Lord of the Rings comment did hurt me just because that is my favorite trilogy of all time. It
1: it literally has the claim. I mean, I honestly think I like. The ending of three is like so good. Like I, it's think, really good. I think three is my favorite. Two's I, mine. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think two is my least. I think I, I like I like one a lot because it just I don't know. It's a good base. It sets it off.
0: One does a really really good job, and they all three do a really good job. My favorite thing about those movies is uh, I'm I'm a sucker for world building, and I think the way Peter Jackson does it, and Lord of the Rings in general, the world that it it, it that it encapsulates in the world that he builds through the movies is fantastic.
1: Oh, it's, it's so good. I mean, and then I can't even say I didn't read the fucking books either, but I, there's a lot of sprawling
0: shots of New Zealand though.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the fight scenes are excellent. You know, I I don't, it's definitely one of those things where like, I a hundred percent understand the critical acclaim. It might not be my personal favorite, but like in terms of like consistent trilogies, like, I mean, the third Godfather is junk. I mean, certain trilogies, there's weak spots. It's hard. And, and yeah, and that's like, they all had a really high floor, really high ceiling. And like...
0: I, I think it does help that like they were filming them all basically at the same time.
1: Yeah. Brendan's saying two is the best. But Brendan said he cried at the third. The cry factor is so huge that like, if you shed tears to a movie... I feel like that inherently makes it like rise in your ranks. Like you have to then be like that movie made me fucking cry. Like it's got a yeah. power. It's got a hold over me. Um, Tom Skerritt does fuck. I love a movie. He Run. does really fuck.
0: Cool. Desperation.
1: Terrible Stephen King movie, but I love that one. Also Ron Perlman. Um, but yeah, that is my, that is my, uh, or is that your? number one? Yeah, that's, overrated my, movie. that's my number one overrated movie.
0: My number one overrated movie. I'm switching it on you. I told Christian what it was going to be beforehand. I actually made a mid decision because I remembered I saw this movie. They're both Disney movies. My number one was going to be Pinocchio because Pinocchio that came out this year was garbage. Don't go watch it. It's all actually do watch it. Get really high because I didn't do that for this movie. It might be really fun and stupid in that regard. Um, my number yeah, one overrated movie.
1: Tell the movie, people so this isn't the this
0: isn't the one. No, that- no, this is Disney's Disney's okay. Pinocchio. Yep. there was yep. so there's three Pinocchios that came out this year. Disney's Pinocchio, Paulie Shore's Pinocchio, which if everyone was on social media, that was the one everyone was memeing to death. And now Guillermo del Toro's. I saw Disney's awful, not good. My number one overrated movie that I saw this year was Lion King. 20, uh, 2019. Okay. Sounds not a good movie. Not a good movie. The, the act, the voice actors they had just didn't do a very good job. James Earl Jones is old and tired. He does not work as Mufasa anymore. The kid that was Simba was not good. He wasn't a good singer. The music was bad. In a Lion King movie, the music was bad. And they do the thing that every new remake Disney movie does where they put an extra song or two in that doesn't have the same feel whatsoever. Because the Aladdin had it. Little Mermaid's gonna have it. The Lion King had it where they ha- they're movies that were made in, like, the 90s. They have a specific Broadway style of the way they're doing the music, and then they just slam in a song that's made for the 2010s or 2020s. It doesn't fit, and it's bad. Beyoncé is whatever. She's not, a, she's not an actress. It's not a good movie. Everyone was clamoring about how good this movie was. And the CG wasn't even fanta- that great on the Lions.
1: I mean... So, I I have not seen this movie.
0: Zero facial expressions! Because they want it to be realistic. So that no one expresses... it. You go back and watch the 90s animated movie, they're so expressive in their faces. The color palette is bland. They're emotionless animals. It's not good. I mean, how can you compete with fucking, like, Phil Collins
1: and Elton John and, like, excellent soundtrack from the original, like...
0: Hans Zimmer is phoning it in at this point. Wow, you think? Okay, and for some for some of these movies, he's he's phoning it in. Yeah, I mean,
1: he has some big. He's got some big notches on his belt, but like I with without having seen this movie, I just I, I sort of went in thinking, ah, eh, eh, I don't really like this. I don't really like this. Like
0: Beyonce, yeah, don't watch eh, it. eh? She could sing. She's a great performer, all the time. Not a good actor. Yeah, I mean, people loved that halftime show.
1: I didn't really. Yeah, you know, it was an all right halftime show for me. And her and and
0: I love Chihuahua Edgy Afford to death. If you're gonna bring James Earl Jones back, why don't you bring who was it? it? Was was it Jeremy? Who was who was Scar? Shocky Scar was Jeremy Shocky with his
1: helmet off with the USA Irons.
0: Jeremy Irons tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're bringing James Earl Jones back to reprise his role bring Jeremy Irons back. They're both super old. Why not? James Earl
1: Jones is kind of like like in Futurama where they just have like the heads in like the jar, like he's just that old where they just basically have him in a jar at this point.
0: Well, he can't he doesn't have the he's 90 years old at this point when they've made this movie. He doesn't have the booming voice that he had 20 some years ago.
1: I think that's the thing about the when you do remakes of things it's like you want to capture that same essence of the original and then in order to do that you have to get a lot of the same actors just to get the connection from the older people as well that had watched the original um or watched as a kid what have you um it's the same thing with star wars like harrison ford doesn't want to be there like Harrison no. Ford, he's just i mean he's always like that just cut me my fucking check i do not care. i
0: am this Indiana Jones movie that's coming out this year is going to be so hilariously bad.
1: Okay, I believe it. I believe it.
0: Also, a- Jeremy Irons maybe had to choose between House of Gucci. Well, he chose wrong because that movie sucks too.
1: I my girlfriend would probably kill me because she's a huge Lady Gaga fan. But like, yeah, I also heard it was shit. I mean, Jeremy or not Jeremy? Um, oh God, why can't I think of the dude that played the 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 matzo ball? The, uh, what the fuck's his name? He's in uh, he's in the movie. He plays a uh, trans woman in the MacConaughey. Jared movie. Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah, he's like everyone's number one target. He's like Osama bin Laden of Hollywood. Um, I heard he was terrible in House of Gucci.
0: I also heard he was very mad. Yeah. Also, um, Drumline. Extremely underrated. Love, J- love Drumline.
1: Drumline is really good. Movies about drums. Whiplash.
0: Excellent. Love Whiplash.
1: Yeah. Oh. So good. So fucking good. Um, so okay. So Chase enjoyed House of Gucci. I. I Nah, I can, I can
0: see it. Nah. What's your number one underrated movie that you okay. saw this year?
1: Most underrated movie. Year. Yeah, most underrated movie I saw in the year of 2022 was the second Men in Black. Um, I really second Men in Black has Johnny Knoxville. Yes, which is a W. Um now the first a lot of people will say the third one is the best a lot of people will say the first one's the best. Um the second one might just be my favorite because I think that it captures the essence of like crappy CGI and like the coolness of the early 2000s. Like my brother, you know, he graduated in 04. having an older brother that grew up and then like i was aware of like a lot of the pop culture and stuff and like i was born in 94 grew up with a lot of that shit and like there's something captivating about the second men in black where it just there it's kind of like when you see pictures of times square and you see like all the big ads you're like oh yeah like i can tell when this was and that's cool It's like, there's so much branding throughout that movie of New York city. And you got the old Pepsi logos and the old Kodak logos. And like, it's a time capsule. It's yeah. It's a time capsule. It's got that shitty. It's got that shitty 2000 CG. Like it's just really bad. It's got talking pugs. Like, I guess the first one has talking pugs too. But, um, yeah, the first, the second one was good. There was that really hot woman in it. Um, I, let me look up actually some of the because I only really remember Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, and um, Johnny Knoxville.
0: Men in Black Two might be my most seen movie just randomly on TV. Wow,
1: Laura Flynn Boyle is the is the hot one. Rosario Dawson too. Holy crap, um, Tony Shalhoub, fucking Monk, amazing. Who doesn't love Patrick Warburton? That's nothing. Yep. Patrick Warburton, he's awesome. Like love him. Um and then you got David Cross, who is like, you know, Arrested Development. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yep. Um, and then Jack Bronx
0: Tale as the most overrated movie of all time. Wait, you wait, you're no no, no, is- the, no chase at it. I have not seen Bronx Tale because it's
1: three fucking hours. It's yeah, not. And, and I don't want to come off because like I will watch long movies. It's just whenever it gets to that three hour mark, I have to like you have to plan the whole day to around watching it. Um, But yeah, I, I I would, I would believe it.
0: I like men in black two quite a bit. That's a good underrated movie. Yeah. But you got the whole,
1: yeah. The horse racing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's Horse racing people
0: love it. He doesn't, he's a big horse racing guy. So
1: yeah, I was gonna say that's the connection. He's got it in his heart and he's like, you know what? I see through it. I see through it.
0: My most underrated movie of the entire year, and it's, maybe it's similar to Moonfall that, like, the audience loved it and critics didn't or whatever, was RRR, the Netflix movie out of India. It's like, it's so long. I don't even remember how long it is. How long is this movie? I'm not so Three. Long. This movie is, what's the, what's the time on this one?
1: Three hours and seven minutes.
0: Yes. It's extremely long. I was extremely high while I watched it. It's the best bromance. It might be the best bromance movie I've ever seen. Hands down. It's got comedy. It's got historical drama. Because this is technically based on two historical figures of India. It's got dancing and a musical factor to it. It's got action. It's got love, it's got sadness. There's not really a horror element, but this movie has everything.
1: I how did you even stumble upon? Was this just like a recommend? Like what made you click on this? I am guess uh, you were high and you were. We like- were very
0: high. I had heard a little bit about this. I had seen one scene on YouTube. I'll show you after. I'll show you the scene I saw, and then I'll show you my favorite scene from the movie. Um, after we were done filming this, so I don't want to get another copyright strike on my channel. And then that's just like I was like this is going to be a great movie to watch with a friend while well, you're either drunk or high and my god is it Is it um is it in Indian is it in English I it's got subtitles There yeah. are British people in the movie the British people are the most evil people you've ever seen in any movie ever And the uh I, it's not in I don't I think it's got Indian subtitles but it's also the language they speak is a different language so it's it's it, there's like three dubs. It's weird. It's weird, but it was great. Unironically, an awesome movie. This also, is the, very much just like a very fun movie. To uh, the bromance is what seals it for me.
1: I mean, ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like this, you know. Maybe it's
0: maybe it's appropriately rated then.
1: Yeah, I mean this. But then again, I had not heard about it until you said it. I had not heard of this movie at all. Um. And now I'm really excited about it. I don't know if I—I I mean, I'll probably have to go in inebriated, but like, I love intoxicatingly over-the-top movies. And maybe uh,
0: we should watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a fucking three-hour special, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really actually, you know, I'm excited about that. I—I I have that now in my in my notes. Um, the gangs of New York sucked. I believe Chase is off. I disagree, but. Cameron Diaz sucked like she was really bad acting in that but like Daniel Day-Lewis Leonardo DiCaprio I liked it John C. Riley. anything with Daniel Day-Lewis like is you can't really go too far down like it's epic it's Daniel Day-Fucking-Lewis
0: Bill the Butcher come on come on also John C. Riley in most movies I'll watch love him
1: he's he's multifaceted I mean he's just a lot of time he's comedic relief but like any serious role he's had like Magnolia, fucking excellent. Like he's he's really solid. Um R R, yeah. I mean, these are movies I, th- I think we gave the people like a really if you don't like sci-fi, jump here. If you don't like this kind of genre, jump here. Like we really a gave variety. Them a, a vast amount of movies to watch. We'll have to uh we'll have to do this again, I guess, around uh, around award season. We'll have to uh maybe give our picks
0: once or, they announce those, we'll have to watch a bunch of Oscar movies and give our thoughts yep, on them.
1: Absolutely, I do enjoy the I do enjoy the street the stream aspect here. I you know I hope we uh, we adopt these moving forward. We obviously can't show movies while doing this. That's the, that's the bitch. But uh, we can, We love you guys hey, commenting. And yeah, being we love it. the
0: comments. Well, we'll have to pop these in. We'll we'll have to we'll have to do more of these streams. They're very fun, Christian. Where can the people find you? I got your link tree down in the bio. Yeah. The link tree
1: down in the bio. Um, Find me on TikTok. Join the movement. Um, Check out the pale blue eye. It's going to be on Netflix tomorrow. I'll be in it probably for like one second, but maybe six seconds. Maybe I'll be in it three times for half a second each. I don't fucking know, but check it out. It's a really great thriller. Um, It's receiving mixed reviews, but uh, I really trust Christian Bale is the lead. And uh, Scott Cooper is the director.
0: When does it come out in theaters?
1: So it was in it was in select theaters on the twenty-third or the twenty-fourth of December. And now it's strictly Netflix. I think, oh, okay. I, think I think it's it's a Netflix movie. They're, they're
0: doing the thing where they just showed it in certain theaters. Okay, I get that. Yes. Like there
1: was one like ten there's a ten minutes from my house, they did a showing the night before it released. Okay. Officially. So I could have saw it, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, so check it out. If you have Netflix, if you don't, I mean, I think they're getting rid of the, uh, they're kicking you off now. I think you have to have your own account in 2023. I think zero. they're
0: limiting the amount that you can share or something like yeah. that. It's very stupid, very dumb. Fuck you, Netflix. Y'all know where to yeah. find me, XFL Gym everywhere. Thank you for watching this drive-in stream of our most top four under- overrated and underrated movies that we saw in the year of 2022. We'll see you guys for the next stream or we'll see you for the next drive-in because it's going to be a banger. So stay tuned for that. Love you guys. Bye-bye.